Hello and welcome to the Community Church Podcast, where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to Him. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in this week. Uh, my name is Harry, for anybody that doesn't know. Hopefully the podcast this week will help anyone that is finding it difficult to worship in this current moment with the COVID-19 pandemic. We have Will Lyon with us this week. Uh, he leads worship at Living Rock Church in South Leicestershire. He's a good friend and a great man. He's going to give us some of his thoughts and pointers on how we can utilise this time to worship God in fresh and perhaps even unexpected ways Whilst obviously this is especially pertinent for now, this will be relevant to any time that we might personally, in the future, feel like we're in a moment of disconnect or maybe even in the wilderness. Just a few context pointers for this conversation to make sure that nobody gets lost. At the beginning, I make reference to an event called Bible Week. Uh, This is a Christian festival and gathering for a group of churches based in the UK and internationally. Uh, They come together for five days of teaching, worship and fellowship. It's a fantastic time where I know for myself personally, I've had several life-changing moments there, but maybe they will feature on future podcasts. Um, If you want to find out any more information about that, just visit ministrieswithoutborders.com. The other is about halfway through where Will mentions a college that he teaches at. This is Covenant College. It's based in Cardiff and affiliated to All Nations Church there. Uh, This is where students spend a year developing in ministry and learning more about what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, That is a a great place as well. Uh, Now, after that introduction, let us proceed with Will's wisdom on worship You've got to love that alliteration. It would be great to pick your brain on worship stuff, Will, because yeah. you are... I don't know how much I can help, but you are more than one. You are worshipper par excellence. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very often drawn back to that moment at Bible Week. Remember the last... Um, session that we had and Ali Rothwell came and brought a song and it just kind of lifted this meeting and then you just responded incredibly to that to that moment to help just catapult us even more into Mm. the presence of God and for many many people from Southport I don't know what it was like at Living Rock but they said the best moment of Bible Week was that moment was um, the way that you and um, Ali interacted and helped to lift the the meeting in the way that, yeah, that was good that was good to be fair it was it, um yeah it was definitely a, a key point of the of the worship just that freedom i think and being able to just build something and obviously god was was doing it so just to to build on what's going on so yeah it was good yeah how how has it been for you kind of um developing that sense of freedom in worship is that um is that just something that you've always grown That's up with I guess for me, I I play the piano as much as I can. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult nowadays, but um, but still, uh, as much as I get opportunity, I would just sit behind the piano and and just make stuff up and mm-hmm. um, and sing stuff. Um, I've always uh, wanted to encourage songwriting, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm keen to write songs myself, um, and particularly for us as a worship team to. Uh, to be as quick as we can to 
sing something really simple that people can join in with and be sensitive enough to what's going on um to to be able to like that there's some practical things that we talk about like um sing with your eyes open so mm. you can see what's going on around you um if you're going to sing something spontaneous pick a really simple melody that people can pick up on use three or four lines that um it's easy for people to repeat um like if it's a prophetic song then you know do whatever you like with him <laughs> where we're trying to express something to God and that's like us corporately, then yeah. you know, let's make it really simple and um, appreciate that, that this is the average Joe can join in with, not the person with the amazing vocal range. Um, so yeah, I think for, I always think simple is good, like simple, mm. simple and, and not, complex or confusing for, for us like as a team and for me i think i try and i try and do that as much as possible in writing songs or or just singing spontaneous refrains um yeah and, and just being with god as much as possible i suppose being with god in in worship and prayer and um trying to catch something of something i think like in every season i want to catch something fresh of who he is in the season mm, so particularly like at the moment, um, one thing that I'm hoping we can do, uh, this is why I was a few minutes later, so I'm just trying to set up a bit of a worship um, section in the building. Mm. But I think it would be great if we could have once a week, like a, a 15 minute video, which is somebody from the worship team um, expressing as organically and spontaneously when necessary as possible, our own voice um, on worship at this time. So something that would probably sound different to any other church congregation, but it's just trying to take something of our heart as, as Living Rock Church and you know what do we believe of and expect of God in this time? Um, what can we sing to him and about him? Um, so I've personally just been mulling that over um, and just coming up with a few simple songs um, that, are, that are kind of internally written um, that people can listen to and be encouraged by. Um, and I'll probably sing them through a few times so that people can join in if they want Great. to. Um, but yeah, I think that's that culture of um, trying to, I guess, tell our story, um, something that's authentic of who, who we are is mm. um, we've always tried to, tried to do that, I think, and, um, and value that, that aspect of, of worship, I suppose. Know if that's, that answers your question as all, but hey, no, I love it. I love it. It's a, I, li I like the idea of setting up something um, and just allowing people to come and express um, express themselves. I, I like that because you're giving people the opportunity to lay hold of that responsibility as well and to kind of capture it. There's a prophetic edge to it as well because it's not just what they're sensing, but it's what they're sensing on behalf of the church, isn't it? So it's um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I love that. I think that's great. Good challenge what? as well. I mean, there's, there's, there'll be no interaction with it in the immediate. Yeah. You've got to be pretty sure of yourself to um, just you and a, and a microphone and an instrument for 15, 20 minutes. Um, there's no sort of gauge of, is this going well or not? Like, you just yeah, yeah. Like, it's, very, it's very Davidic, really, isn't it? It's, it's harking back to, to the psalmist and when they were writing the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. So um, how, you know, with us kind of moving 
uh, online and not being able to gather corporately um, a, a lot of um, people's experience of worship will be the Sunday morning dynamic the meeting dynamic um, what is kind of your advice to people in terms of worshipping at home why worship at home um, is there power to worshipping at home um, how, how are you helping care up your people toward that mm. I think if anything we're probably promoting that more than mm. before so I would always say to people, you know, um, it's really important that, that we are worshippers as a people and that's something that takes over our everyday life. Mm. We spend devotional time with God and this, that and the other. Um, but given that everything is online, it's kind of, I think people are obviously being more creative, aren't they, and putting more stuff out there. Um, so one like really simple thing that uh, we've decided to do is that every friday we will put out a playlist of 10 songs um probably just over half of which will be familiar songs that we would tend to sing on a sunday and then four or five newer songs which are a bit more appropriate to the season uh, and uh, it's kind of multi-purpose so some of those less familiar songs are ones that i i would like us as a congregation to get more familiar with anyway um, <laughs> But there's songs like The Blessing. Have you heard that that one recently? No, no, I don't know. That's just absolutely blown up. It's a, it's gone really big and it's um Elevation Worship alongside Carrie Job and Cody Cairns. Oh, okay. Um and they wrote this, it's called The Blessing. Um and it's it is phenomenal. It's really okay. worth worth a listen. They they wrote it on a Thursday and um between the four of them they they said this is really timely let's see if we could do it on the sunday so they did wow. it they did it on the, the following sunday the next a few the couple of days later um and i think it's now got like four million views on youtube or something wow um wow. but it really it's it's a song um so it's, it's based on numbers uh six the Lord okay yeah, yeah yeah make his face shine upon you they, those are literally the lyrics um and then it right. goes it progresses on that so it's kind of like a prayerful song. But yeah, it's a really, really good song and very timely for what's going on at the moment as well. So it's worth a listen. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a, a weekly playlist. There's three things um, that we'll do on a weekly basis. So one is to have that Friday playlist, which is for people to listen to during the week. Um, and what it was until today was also something that people, because the first few songs were familiar, they could just yeah. bang it on at 10 o'clock and listen and join in with the first few songs before the 10.30 live yeah. reach thing. However, in just giving it a bit more thought, I think what we will actually do is um, use this space that I've set up to do, um, get somebody to do 30 minutes of, of more live, um, pre-recorded but live-esque worship. Yeah. From 10 to half 10 um that people can really join join in with from home mm. so people are used to me leading worship all the while as well as a few other people so i think if if we um i guess it depends what happens with travel but for the time being um those of us who are able to um come and do that from the building on our own because i don't think we'll be able to do it in groups even if we're socially yeah. distancing it just would look a bit dodgy i think mm. and give the wrong impression so probably just one person and an instrument 
leading worship for half an hour on a Sunday. Um, and then the third thing is, is that weekly trying to express our own voice of, of worship. Um, so these three, three things are having a playlist, a weekly um, up-to-date, this is what we're saying to God at this time, and then a Sunday, 30 minutes of um, corporate kind of worship type of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good question about, you know, why is it important um, in isolation? Um, and I was thinking about that as well. And I went down to the, um, to the college just before it stopped um, allowing people to, to go and teach there um, and spoke about uh, the warfare aspect of worship mm. and the battle winning aspect of worship and also talked about it in a couple of other settings. Um, but I was thinking that's all quite pertinent that um, particularly you think about Paul and Silas and they're alone in prison and it's middle of the night and all the rest of it and their worship literally changes the atmosphere. Um, we're often talking about our prophetic voice, you know, that what we say genuinely has the power to change things. Um, you know, the tongue has the power of life and death. Um, we say all of these things, um, but sometimes it actually takes um, being in the situation to put that into practice. Um, and so I guess my angle on it is that this kind of is that opportunity that, that um, you know, only, only when you're faced with a potential impossibility, do you know that God's the God of the impossible? Mm-hmm. If, if things are comfortable all the time, then, um, then it, we are not so good at relying on God in those times. When things are tough, it gives us <clears> opportunity <throat> to do that. But we also want to take from this time the fact that God's good in every circumstance. And even when yeah. things are great, he's just as much worth our prayer and devotion and praise and worship as when things are, are tough like now and you feel we are really need to depend on God. So, yeah, I guess it's, it seems like a really good opportunity to put some, um, some meat on the bones, if you like, of the stuff that we would teach and say, uh, you know, we have a prophetic voice. Our tongue has the power of life and death. Mm. Uh, our worship has the power to change the atmosphere. Our praise sees God win our battles. Um, and all of those things that, that we know to be true, um, to actually put those into practice and add some faith to those, to those things um, and put them into action. So I, I'd be encouraging people in that way, I think, is, is to say, you know, let's, let's put, some, uh, put some meat on it and, and put it into action. Yeah. So, so what kind of um, practical things can people do from their home, would you say? Because, I mean, we would teach as well that worship is more than, than singing. Mm. Um, so what kind of things would you say to people who are maybe struggling with worshipping from at home? I think our, the, the pastoral side of things, which is inevitably growing in us, is mm-hmm. an amazing um, act of worship. I think the fact that we're looking out for each other um, is very worshipful. They went up to the temple to worship and they came down from the temple. And, and um, I can't remember what the scripture is, but they, when they saw the person on the floor, um, did they extend a hand to them? Because that's just as much worship as it is to go up and raise our hands to God. Yeah, um, good. And it's the, um, they're singing and they're serving, isn't it? And both are, both are just as legitimate and just as powerful um, elements of our of our worship. 
Um, so I think serving each other, preferring each other, it's kind of Christian values that we hold um, become worshipful when we see them in that way. Mm. Um, I remember hearing Robert Ferguson, who's a teacher at Hillsong, um, speaking about worship, and he was talking about his daughter who used to be a member of the, a singer in the worship team. And then she had, um, I mean, she had one or two children, but basically she wasn't able to, to serve in the worship team. She didn't, she couldn't give the time to it and it just wasn't doable. And she was um, worshiping, she was uh, in the congregation singing worship songs one time and she was just saying to God, um, you know, what's going on God? You, you know, you've made me to be a worshiper and yet I can't, I can't do that. Um, and God really challenged her and this guy, Robert Ferguson, relayed it in his message that um, her giving of herself to her kids and putting them first and being at home where um, God wanted her to be and where her kids needed her to be was this amazing, beautiful expression of worship. Um, and that was her kind of, that's how she could express worship in that season. She couldn't express her worship by being a singer in the worship team mm-hmm. uh, or, or even necessarily by like singing songs. That just wasn't what worship looked like for her in that season. But um, I quite liked that. And it, it encouraged me that um, if we do think of worship as narrow as singing songs, then we've really missed the boat. Um, but if we understand that it's, it's our service, it's our care for one another, it's putting God first, um, it's being devoted to him and allowing that to um, come into every aspect of our of our lives. Then we're more more worshippers than if we've belted out a song with all the all that we have, you know, and and didn't do those other things. So singing is great, and putting a worship playlist on is is helpful. Um, and it, and sure, it helps us be in the presence of God, but also so does like being in the garden, and appreciating nature, and thanking yeah. for His creation, and so does doing the dishes for your husband or wife because they've not had the time to and, and looking after the kids and, and all these things I think it's the heart attitude I think isn't it yeah it absolutely I think I think you're yeah, definitely onto something there by you know because of the nature of church we've created almost this one-dimensional facet of worship haven't we and this this moment now is forcing us to think more three-dimensionally about what it is and mm. and um, how we can really tap into that for the glory of god as well because that's that's ultimately what it's all about i love it it's great you are a young family at the moment um kids are obviously quite young but how would you encourage families to worship together or maybe houses that are um maybe there's some student houses where people are living all together and all that stuff how would you encourage those guys to to take the opportunity to worship together even when it can be maybe a bit awkward worshiping together corporately mm. what would you say how would you advise them to to go about that <laughs> just ramp up the music really really loud so you can't <laughs> hear what they sound like <laughs> um it sounds really harsh but i think we just have to get over ourselves mm. <clears throat> i think if we if we understand that our destination is standing around the throne of Jesus for all eternity, singing with, with everyone and worshiping God with, with all that we have with no um, holes abide. Like, you know, that's where we're going. Um, things will be 
things will be loud, but things will not be awkward. Uh, I think it's if we can really grasp the glory of God and how worthy of our worship he is, then those things really should fall away. Um, I appreciate that's easier said than done. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's a bit weird for me to start speaking in tongues with Rosanna and the boys um, while we're like gathered around, but it's less weird because I've done it quite a few times now. Um, mm. And I think whatever stage people are at, worship should be a sacrifice. So if we can find what's comfortable for us and then just take that little next step outside of the comfort zone, mm. then that's going to be different for me as it is for somebody else. But for both of us, we'll be growing. And um, mm. if, it's, if it's actually opening my voice to sing, then I've just got to rip the plaster off and just take that little first step. And yeah. then when that becomes comfortable, then I make the, make the next step so that there's, a, there's, there's always a sacrifice. Mm. Um, but I know for us, like, we always try and explain, it's, that, like, it's a bit, bit useless with Elijah at the moment, but it's like, <laughs> at least like, um, we're praying now because, because you know, because and, and explain to him, or we're going to sing this song together or, or whatever, um, or we're going to watch, um, we're going to watch granddad talk about, um, talk about something this morning because we're all coming together. We can't come together for church. But this is church on my computer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he gets some of those concepts. I think we just have to rip the plaster off wherever we're, I think if we find where we're comfortable, rip the plaster off and just take, even if it's just a little step, but be aware of ourselves enough to know what's comfortable for us and how we can take that next step. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's, um, there's some, there's some gold in there. Will. I hope it's useful. I don't know. It's those, those 10, 15 minute things that people can plug into as a, as an encouragement, just to help them in this moment. You know, there'll be people sat at home, wallowing in in a sense of anxiety and self-pity because they can't get out and about or, or whatever sure. and i think anything that we can do to help them um even if it's a go on just get over yourself and get get on your knees before god yeah uh, go outside in the garden and just thank start thanking god for the the great things that you see or or in an act of service but direct that towards the glory of god i think um i think those kind of things are are really really important for people to catch hold on to i think i think if if you can um there's like there's the higher kind of perspective of things as well which is that um if we really believe that god is who he says he is and if we believe that his words carries the authority that that i trust we believe it does we read scriptures like um give thanks in all circumstances and if we freshly appreciate that that is the word of God to us and that's God's exalted word, which he exalts his name and his word above all things. Yeah. Then I think that that puts a, a demand and a responsibility on us. Mm. I think I, I actually now have a situation or a circumstance with, where I can give thanks to God and I'm not probably going to get this opportunity at another point in my life. Mm. So I have a unique opportunity at the moment to give thanks to God in this circumstance. Um, and I think that's, it's quite an amazing thought really that um, we've got the opportunity to give thanks to God in a place of self-isolation, or we've got the opportunity to give thanks to God as we are engaged in online church 
Um, and if God's telling us to give thanks in all circumstances, then each of us doing that is, is really quite an amazing thing that we're all giving thanks to God in our own circumstances and that's glorifying him and it's in line with what his, his word tells us to do. Mm. So it's quite a, yeah, it's easy to see this as a, a bit of a weird time and a bit of a pause and a bit of, you know, and all, all those things, but it's also a really great opportunity to give thanks to God in this circumstance and we're probably not going to get that opportunity again. Yeah, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Would, would you see this as a, um, maybe a wilderness moment for for the church or a wilderness moment for the world um i think so yeah i mean there's definitely um there's all of our usual niceties and commodities that have been taken away in a sense like there's there's not so much to rely on other than the fact that god is good and he's faithful um and he remains the same whether we're surrounded by people and things or whether we are on our own um in our homes um, and it certainly seems that way, but it's in the wilderness that we have to. I was reading this book um, called Anonymous, which is by um, a lady called Alicia Britt Cole. Um, and she talks about Jesus's, um, she calls them his hidden years, which are years 0 to 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his three years um, in the, de- uh, sorry, his 40 days in the desert, just after he's baptized and the Holy Spirit pushed him into the desert. Right. There's this kind of unseen time, this wilderness time that he has. Um, and it's a great book, um, if nothing else, but it also really highlights the fact that when everything else is taken away, we don't have something else to place our identity in. Only God is, is there and, mm. and we have to trust in him for our identity. We can't find it in, in our possessions. We can't find it in other relationships. Um, we can't find it in achievements. We only find it in, in God. Um, and if that's, um, if that's the only good thing of the wilderness, I think that's, that's, that's pretty good. And there's, there's a heart of worship within all of that, isn't it? In grounding your identity in, in Jesus. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that you found that useful. If you want to find out more about what Living Rock Church get into, you can go on their website. It's livingrock.church. Or you could subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, As always, you can contact us through our social media streams or by emailing us at info at communitychurch.org.uk. Next week, we're going to hear from Ali Rothwell, who is fantastic in moving in the prophetic. And she's just going to share with us what she sees in God moving during this time. Uh, Be blessed and be a blessing wherever it is that you are listening from.